This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. So, Mike Davis predicts Jr. to win at Watkins Glen. He finishes 30th. Do you care to hear where I think he'll finish at Michigan? Absolutely not. <laughs> the Dale Jr. download starts now. Three points, boys. Three points. That's good practice for this final ten. Everybody did a good job all weekend, so just part of it. All right, with Mike Davis, I am Taylor Zarzer. Junior finishes 30th at Watkins Glen after a wreck with 10 to go, and he was running, what, 13th, I guess, uh, at the time that the yep. uh, the wreck happened. Mike, he, he got up in the top five, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could say he got up in the top five, you know. Because it was during pit sequencing. Pit and sequencing and stuff. But uh, he had a good run. I mean, you know, he qualified 25th, but he looked really good in both practices uh, and was certainly gaining on it and looked like he was on the, the verge of a top 10. Not a win, by the way, Mike, but the verge of a top 10 before racing happened. Yeah, let's talk about the win first, the potential win that I was counting on, because yeah. I feel a little let down, I'm not going to uh, lie. Yeah. You know, this was going to really, this was going to be big, mm-hmm. uh, him winning and me calling it in January, it was going to propel Dirty Mo' Radio up to like Howard Stern levels. Oh, okay. Um, I think they were going to probably give me my own corner in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm. It just didn't get off to a good start on Friday by qualifying 25th. I felt like I was, my emotions were played with a little bit, and right. then... They still ran well, and I was pleased with that, and I still was counting on the victory, and then Matt Kenseth. Uh, A lot of thoughts come to mind about uh, what happened yesterday. Um, One is that, you know, you hurt with points when you get collected like that in a wreck. Uh, You lose 11 points. It should have been a four. It could have been a 14-point hit, though. Sure. Um, But thanks to Steve Letarte, if there was a a real positive, I thought, that came out of yesterday – it was, again, the leadership that if you were listening to the radio chatter that you heard from Steve Letarte, and clearly Dale Earnhardt Jr. really enjoyed hearing that too. I mean, just being there part of that, watching Steve Letarte earn three additional points by putting in a brand-new radiator in five laps. Yeah, and if you didn't hear that radio chatter, well, this is your lucky day, yeah. and you're at the right place because I'm going to play a little bit of that radio chatter uh, during the repairs because that was a key point of the race. Mm-hmm. Being that it, we're coming down, we got four races left to go until the chase starts. We took a points hit. You got to fight for every point that you possibly can. And then there was a caution, the one with Ambrose, right after the uh, the Dale Jr. wreck, and that gave them a chance to uh, gave them a little bit more time to fix the radiator and, extra and it points. also yep. allowed them to be able to gain a few positions. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, those are some thoughts uh, from from yesterday's race. I know that a lot of you have some. We'll hear from you on uh, Reaction Theater, an animated Reaction Theater. Uh, plus, on Speed Dial, Matthew Barry is going to talk to Mike, uh, ESPN's very entertaining fantasy expert. He is uh, friends with Dale Jr. Dale Jr. does not like to take advantage of his fame, except with Matthew Barry. <laughs> with Matthew Barry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Jr. is very low-key, doesn't like to take advantage – but when it comes to being able to have a have a leg up in his fantasy football league, yes. he has no problem playing the junior card, and that's what he does with Matthew Barry. Yeah, we'll have him uh, coming up here in uh, just a minute. He's got a brand-new book, Fantasy Life, which is already a New York Times bestseller. So yeah. um, we'll hear from him about that. One thought before we hear some of these clips. Uh, we talk often. Maybe we talk too much. Maybe NASCAR fans get angry with how often people like me, talk show hosts, 
talk about what we need to do to fix NASCAR, how many races we should have, how long the races should last, how, <laughs> how long the season should last, how many, you know, all these different things, the, the kind of card that they put out there, more animation from drivers, etc. Well, I'm here to give some big-time praise. The atmosphere at Watkins Glen yesterday was badass. It was packed. I, it was old school is what it was. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I the mean, stands I, were full. I wanted to be there. I mean, that was awesome. Well, first of all, the last few races at Watkins Glen, the ones I recall at least, have been some of the best races that, that yeah. in recent history. Don't even – last year's finish – is in its own hemisphere. Yeah. I mean, with the oil in the track, I'm yeah. saying, oil down that baby again. Yeah. But last year's finish was incredible. The The stands were packed. The enthusiasm by those fans. Kudos to the New York people. I mean, give them props. Absolutely. They, they showed up. It was awesome. They did. I mean, in, in a 20, I believe 20 miles separated the PGA Championship and Watkins Glen. Um, so two awesome, two awesome environments. And by the way, from two Bama guys, congrats to Jason Duffner. Duffner. Yeah. yeah, he may be an yeah. Auburn guy. Yeah. He did marry a Bama I, girl though. But, but I like Duffner. I, I actually do. Him. I do too. Uh, yeah, and uh, give you a kind of class act he is. Day after he lost two years ago, he was playing in a tornado relief event in Tuscaloosa. Um, yeah. So yeah, good for him. But anyway, great stuff in New York this uh, this weekend. All right, let's hear from some stuff that happened in the race. This is a caution five lap fifty nine of ninety. And right now, Dale Jr. is in fourth place. Yellow flew up, flies during a green flag pit stop. So it definitely hurt Jr., you know, when the caution flew. All right, so let's hear it. Fun. A little around there. Yeah, man. You're doing a good job out there, bud. Doing a good job. This one hurt our track position a little bit. You know, some guys pit before the yellow came out. But we should be good on fuel now. We're only really safe for the green-white checkers. Still 29 to go. We've done really good. Passed a lot of cars. I was just too conservative. I should have. Stretched it for that last stop. Hey, Dave, what's your deal, man? Hey, what's your... You can't tell them damn costers are coming out? Yeah, I'm with you. If I knew they were, I'd be damn even really good at this. <laughs> so, a couple things come to mind uh, right there. Junior's right. I mean, come on now. You don't know when the costumes right. are going to fly. I mean, you are frustrated because, man, it, it hurts you by a lap. The other thought that comes to mind is it just if, if people want to know one of the many reasons why Dale Earnhardt Jr. is by far the most popular driver in the sport... Just listen to that right there. Hey, you did what you did, man. I mean, like it is a that's a damn good old boy right there. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, you did what you did. Yeah. You know, you yeah, you could you can't you can't tell in the damn you know dadgum flat cost and flat. He, he could have been sitting in the barber shop right. and saying the same thing. Same deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a dirty mo boy yeah. right there is what yeah. that is. Mooresville, North Carolina, the dirty mo as he calls it. I couldn't figure out exactly where he was on the track. I'd heard um, them talking about seventeenth, sixteenth, but I guess he really started fourteenth. He restarted fourteenth uh, yeah. when the wreck happened with uh, ten to go. I believe he was actually in thirteenth. Um, on the track, I know he gained some spots, and he was running right behind Jimmy. I think they passed Casey Mears, but yeah. um, but anyway, with ten to go, Dale Jr. is involved in a big wreck at the top of the hill. Uh, Matt Kenseth makes contact with Casey Kane. Dale Jr. had nowhere to go, and the eighty-eight had to go to the garage. Yeah, this here. is a restart with ten to go, right? All right, here yep. it is. Are you still rolling? I mean, can we work on it at all? Or Casey coming back across? He's in, out of the gas. He's in the gas. I don't know what I could have done. I didn't want to lift. Yep, you're fine. Come on. Bring it to us. Stop us on pit road. Is your wheel, wheels uh, somewhat pointed the right way? I see it. Man, Kansas did all this And four, bud. Cut the fender off. Take the hood off. See what's leaking. Water or oil? Everything. It's killed. Let's go to the garage. See if we can put a radiator in it. Let's go. See if we can get back out there. Hustle it. Push it. Let's go. 
Okay, a couple things. Uh, first of all, Coach Latart there yeah, coach. Uh, has saved some points with that kind of attitude. Uh, secondly, do you believe that this was retaliation from Dale Earnhardt Jr. stealing Matt Kenseth's beer <laughs> in Sonoma? Do you think that's what that was? Well, I don't know. You know, Dale Jr. is in Chicago today. If he got on his airplane and there was beer missing, right. then, yeah, we'll know what's up. Uh, that's funny. And, and people that don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the Sonoma podcast uh, and you'll know. But anyways, uh, a couple things that came to came to mind then. First of all, the TV guys were sitting there saying, I think Junior might have got into Kenseth. And I'm like, don't you even suggest <laughs> that. But yeah. I don't know what happened with Kenseth there. I, I I know that, you know, Dale Jr. said afterwards that he thought Kenseth was probably retaliating, was displeased with Ambrose. And that's what triggered it. I know that uh, you saw some tweets from Jeff Gluck that suggested otherwise uh, from Kenseth's post-race comment. Yeah, he called up with Kenseth after the race, and Kenseth t- told him, quote, I guess I must have hit Casey. I don't really know, honestly. I came off turn one, and I was three wide on the top, which was fine, but I went to get back on the track, and there was no room to get back on the track, so I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I was trying to get back on the track, and me and Marcus hit a little bit. I wasn't trying to get Marcus back. It probably looked like that. I was trying to carry my momentum so I didn't have four more cars pass me. I just lost control of my car and went across the lane, and somebody was outside of me. I guess I hit Casey. That part of it is my fault. But uh, it, you know what? I mean, when he describes it like that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so But, yeah. you know, I, I know that uh, when, it, when things are happening so fast like that and you ruin somebody's day, uh, Dale Jr., I'm sure, probably thought differently. There's a couple other things we need to hear. One is amazing job in the repairs by the 88 team and Steve Latart, Coach Latart, calling the shots here. you got to hear this. This is good stuff. Here's what I want to do. I want to roll it straight back and get us out of this oil. Come on back. All right, right there. Hold up. Everything looks pretty good here. Hold on, hold on. Is everybody ready to crank it? Okay, let's crank it. Fingers clear. Crank it up. Dude, get the motor running. Ain't going to drive good. We'll get the yellow. All right, is everybody ready to roll? Anybody have an opinion? All right, let's go. Let's go. Ow, come around. Stop in the stall. We'll check for leaks there. Good job, boys. That's the radiator in five left. Yep, we could get the 55 and the 9. They're both breaking their pits down. We'll just, we'll look at it all. We'll be fine. They're not done wrecking. And he was right. They weren't done wrecking. And uh, very impressive to see them pick up a few points. And you hear Junior there, uh, a little tough to hear it. But he did say, I love points. Awesome job. Yeah, yeah, I love the part. Does anybody have an opinion here? No! No! (laughs) Let's go. You hear somebody in the background. That's funny. Yeah. That's good stuff. It was really good. And... And, again, it, it meant uh, three extra points. So kudos to the 88 team for doing that. And uh, they were 58 points in front of 11th last week. So now they're only, what is that, 47 points ahead of uh, Kurt Busch, who's in 11th place. So it's an 11-point hit, but it could have been a 14-point hit. And Dale Jr. drops from 5th to 6th in points. Here is Jr. after the race, thanks to our buddy Hogg for sticking a uh, recorder in his face. You know, I went where there was in a car, and he's, he was in a throttle real hard, just kind of, John forced it across the racetrack in front of us there. But, you know, we had a good car. We ran hard and worked for everything we got today. It's uh, fortunate to be in that way. Did you see what happened? You had a decent view of it. What happened? Looks like the, the 20 uh, was upset with the 9, and uh, was trying to, trying to uh, show him his displeasure, and you were missing the 20 because of just you being collected in it. You weren't part of the initial part of it. 
I was behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that, you know, the nine made the 20 mad, and the 20, 20 was trying to voice or uh, show his displeasure. <laughs> Put it to you that way. It was, uh, I mean, it's, it happens. It's legal. Nothing illegal about it. Um, uh, he didn't like the way nine was racing him, and uh, it just kind of got ugly up the top of the hill, and, um, you know, you know, we we had a good car. I was surprised. You know, we were running as good as we did. Normally we finish. We're not, not, we didn't run any better, position-wise. But normally we're in the damn way. And today we we're kind of making moves, passing guys, and working working hard around everybody we around. So I was happy about that. Good perspective from Dale Jr. after the race there. Thanks to Hogg for sticking a mic in his face and uh, getting us some real good audio there uh, for the Dale Jr. download. And, uh, again, I'm standing by what I said earlier, Mike. We don't want to hear from you. You've been busting my chops all year. We do not want to hear from you about where you think Jr. will finish this upcoming week. Hey, next year, Watkins Glen. <laughs> don't even try. Next year. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> 12, 12 months away, I'm calling my shot. Yeah. I think Dale Jr. in 2016 will win in Pocono. No, no, in 2016, Sonoma. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's the Fast Become Junior Nation's favorite snack, Dale Jr. potato chips. You don't believe me? Well, hear this. The number of grocery stores that carry Dale Jr. potato chips are growing daily. So do yourself a favor, go to dalejrfoods.com and find where you can buy Dale Jr. potato chips or place an order online. You'll not regret it. That is Dale Jr. Foods. Dot com. It's time for Reaction Theater. That's right. A Reaction Theater, by the way, that we are going to run continuous without our interjections because we had so many good ones that I want to get to as many as we can. So here we go. Hey, what's up, Mike Davis and Taylor Zarzer? According to Dale Jr., Matt Kenseth did all that. And I agree. They look like Casey Kane squeezed Dale Jr. down going into one. Anyway, Matt Kenseth ruined a solid day, but great job by Steve Tart and the crew to get the 88 back on track for those last few laps and get a couple valuable points. I only hope now that Matt Kenseth falls out of the top 10 and can't use his bonus points for his wins. Hey, Dale Jr., great work all day long. Just got caught up in somebody else's mess. Mike Davis, keep your predictions to yourself. And Brad Keselowski, please go back to driving for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to gain some balls back. Would love to see you in victory lane, Steck Albush. Well, another Sunday. Dado's running again. But other than a piss-poor qualifying effort and a lot of bad race for the 88 team, can't help but get caught up in somebody else's bullshit. But hey, Steve Latard, got a question for you. I ordered my koozies a week ago, and I still don't have them. I'm just wondering if you put your koozies in qualifying trim, too, because they're so slow. Why don't you put those f***ers in race trim? And speed them the hell up. Mike, you know I love you. But damn it, son of a bitch. Don't ever pick Dale Jr. to win. Ever! Ever! I gotta warn you, this is gonna be X-rated. My grandsons, they're more upset about Kyle bitch winning the race than Jr. crashing. And I gotta tell you, I cannot stand him. And every time he takes that f***ing bow, I just feel like he's still saying you to Junior and you to all of Junior's fans, and I can't stand it. And I got to tell you, on my make-a-wish list is that one of these days, Dale Junior will take his watch off, just like Childress, and punch that in the face. 
I'm trying to keep it clean so you don't have to use that bleepometer. But damn it, I tell you, I am ready to go out there and find that crazy, running, angry guy, whatever his name is, Dada Dodo, and run with him. I'm just so pissed off. Oh, yeah, I'm calling it. Dale Jr.'s going to win it. Watkins win. Yeah, right. Talk about you kiss a f***ing dad. I'm going to go run. I forget it. I'm going to have another bear. See ya. F*** you, Matt Kenseth. F*** you. Well, sh**, bullets balls. God dang it, bye. I'm glad to see that Dell Jr. actually went went up and uh, got a hold of uh, Matt Kenseth's rear bumper. Nice to see Dell Jr. looking a little bit mad. Being cool all the time, I know that's his normal thing, but uh, back when he was winning his championships in the Bush Series, that's more of what you would have seen out of Dell Jr. after he was done wrong. So I was glad to see Dale Jr. having some emotion like that. He needs to get mad. Matt Kenseth says he doesn't know if he hit Kane or not. Are you freaking kidding me? You're an idiot, Kenseth. Get your head in the game. Come on now. Wrecking everybody like that. F*** you, Kenseth. You're always funny on Twitter. You're lucky you got that going for you. Son of a f- What the f*** was that? Seriously? Seriously? Oh, I don't blame Mike Davis for this. I blame Taylor Zarzer's arrogant confidence about the points last week. Yo, Mike Davis, you must have a big set of kahunas on you picking Dale Jr. to win at Watkins Glen. You better go get your PK-3000 out because everybody's going to be busting your balls. Dale Jr., I hope you went and sold every last beer out of Matt Kenza's plane at the airport because that don't deserve a drink tonight. You do. <laughs> wow. Listen, awesome display of passion this week. Uh, Reaction Theater voicemail line. It's open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free, 1-855-740-1902. Leave us your voicemail message. We play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Speed Dial. We are joined on the Speed Dial line today by a good buddy of ours. He's a good buddy of Dale Jr.'s. Jr. loves him. I love him. Uh, frankly, Matthew Barry, like, who does not love you? Does anybody not <laughs> love you? Uh, probably a couple of fantasy owners if, uh, if they, uh, uh, you know, if, if I, oh, I got a piece of advice wrong. But uh, I appreciate the love. It's, <laughs> well, you, uh, feeling's very mutual. You know, that's actually a really good point because I can't promise that one of those haters that you might have isn't one of our own because we have this PR guy, Heath White, who – He's still a little raw over like losing the championship back in two thousand nine or something, and I'm I think I can't confirm it. I think he might blame you for that. <laughs> Do you get well, that? That's what I'm here for. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I, I'm I'm here to be blamed. You know, listen, it's a it's a it's a leather ball uh, that's oblong shaped. Weird stuff <laughs> is going to happen. I I I can't predict the future. But people expect you to be to predict the future. And, they and, do, and and Dale Jr. kind of predi- uh, expects you to predict the future. Kind of, uh, he does. Although he's, you know, he's real kind about it. Uh, you know, I've been real, I've been pretty good so far, and all the advice I've given, uh, I've given Dale, uh, usually it works out. And the few times that it hasn't, he's been, uh, he's been real gracious about, like, ah, I was thinking that anyway, you know. Well, I, I will say this, and I speak on behalf of our fantasy league, Matthew, that while we do love you. We still had a little bit of a bone to pick with you in that Dale Jr. was never really a threat in our fantasy league. <laughs> you know, it's just somebody, we, you know, you'd play him and you didn't really worry about him. You, you, if you were uh, 
uh, putting the strategy together, you weren't worried about Dale Jr.'s team, right? And then right. he befriended you. And, and, and as Taylor Zarzer said at the beginning of this podcast, he said, Dale Jr. never plays the Dale Jr. card unless it's with Matthew Barry, in which he absolutely plays the junior card and, and, and makes a friendship to where it gives him a leg up. So <laughs> on behalf of the league, because Junior right. then goes off and wins the championship last year, uh, on behalf of the league, uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I was very proud of that. I was very proud that, uh, but he did a lot more work than I did. He just, he just, you know, um, he mostly when we talk, it's mostly just complaining about the Redskins or being excited about the Redskins. That's um, right. Because you're both so, Redskins. You know, every once, every once in a while, uh, you know, he'll ask me for advice or uh, get my thoughts on something. I'm thinking about this. What do you think? But, uh, you know, I hate to, I hate to break it to your league, but uh, it's, uh, it's a lot more Dale Jr. than me. That's bad news for us. That, yeah, that's not sorry. good. Yeah. You know, when he always says that he doesn't have time for this appearance or he doesn't have time for this production, we know better. We know what he's actually doing. He's in there, uh, you know, on the free agent wire. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're on to his game. So let me ask you this. Because you are a, a diehard Redskins fan like Dale Jr. And you're a diehard Lakers fan, uh, for those yep. who don't already know. And I mean, you are diehard, okay? Yeah. So, as, a, as any diehard fan, at some point you feel entitled to voice your opinion and, you know, what some people would consider to be a hater or a troll, which you are familiar with in your line of work. Right, sure, of so course. be honest, Matthew. At least one time in your lifetime, you have been that guy, that you have been oh, that sure. troll. Like, have you ever, oh. like, tweeted uh, Jerry Buss or, you know, or have you ever tweeted? No, 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 <laughs> but I – I have, I've absolutely, I mean, like, listen, I can't stand Mike D'Antoni. I, I mean, you know, I don't know the man personally. Oh, I'm sure he's a nice man. Um, uh, he's probably a good basketball coach. He's just a terrible coach for the Lakers. And so I hate the fact that he's the coach of the Lakers. And so, oh, I've been, I've been very vocal about um, Mike D'Antoni and, you know, my displeasure with his coaching and his ability and uh, the, the way he uses, the way he uses, refuses to, change his style for the personnel that's on the Lakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I crush him. Yeah, But the do. one thing I will say is I never go personal, and that's, I think that's somewhat the difference. Like, I never, ever – my issues with Antonio are entirely about his coaching. Right. Never, you know, I never take a shot at him personally, and I think um, that's sometimes where uh, trolls or haters, if you will, go uh, up, you know, over the board. So, so, so you're suggesting that you may have a, a, a troll or two that goes personal with you. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a handful. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You and me both, man. It, it's right. amazing how Dale Jr.'s performance on the track is clearly the PR guy's fault. Uh, but uh, right, that, that that hey comes with the territory, right? Um, it does. So Matthew, you have written a book, and oh by the way, it's a uh, New York Times bestseller. Uh, congratulations on that, and and you have been thank doing, you very much. Uh, we're so proud of it. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, and and you've been doing your media tour. And by the way, congratulations on being Howard Stern. On Howard Stern, how was that? That was great. I, I mean, it, that was the New York Times bestseller thing is really cool, and obviously, I'm thrilled about that. We actually three straight weeks we've been on the bestseller list, which I'm I'm thrilled about. And thank you to to you and to Dale for his support. You know. Uh, uh, Junior gave me a quote for the book, read the yep. book, and uh, gave me a blurb. And um, so super nice about that. He's actually in the book, um, you know, a couple of stories uh, about him and uh, his fantasy league and the and the league at Hendrick Motorsports. But um, uh, going on Howard Stern was, was super cool. I'm a, I'm a longtime fan of, of Howard's. I've, you know, I've been a, fan, I'm a massive, crazy fan of his for over 20 years. And so um, 
uh, getting to actually uh, interview with him and, and, and be on the show was one of those bucket list moments, like yeah. a real thrill for me. I actually, I actually wrote about the whole experience on ESPN.com. If you go to, if you go to ESPN.com and uh, search for my love-hate, you'll see a whole article about me describing the experience of uh, uh, being on the Howard Stern Show. Yeah, and if you don't uh, already read Matthew's columns, you, just, you don't even need to like fantasy. I tell you, it is, it is well worth a read. But the book is called Fantasy Life. And let me tell you something, Dirty Mo Radio listeners. You should buy this. And, and, and Matthew's already told you what one reason, because it's got Dale Jr. in it. But there is – and that's plenty of reason right there, but there are more. And it is a hilarious read. Even if you hate fantasy sports, and I'm sure there are probably a few, I don't know, wives and girlfriends out there that do, then you'll actually love this because it's kind of therapy for you because Matthew has compiled just hilarious stories – of fantasy leagues and, and fantasy life. And, Matthew, you told us one when Junior and I were in uh, Bristol doing the ESPN car wash. Uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, the fantasy league with the tattoo. Uh, oh, yeah. T- t- tell the story. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's a league in Omaha, Nebraska, and the loser of this league has to get a tattoo, like a permanent for the rest of your life tattoo, not some henna tattoo that fades in a few weeks, chosen <laughs> by the winner. Like, the winner gets to choose a tattoo to place on the loser. Okay? They've done it for three years now. If you, go to, if you want to see video of it, we actually have video of, the, of it, go to, go to YouTube and search for Tattoo League, and you'll, oh, okay. you'll see video of it. It's hilarious. Um, but, uh, so there's a guy, the guy that lost this year, uh, had to get a tattoo of Justin Bieber's face. Oh, my goodness. That's... Can you imagine that? The, some 25-year-old guy is walking around Omaha, Nebraska right now with a tattoo of Justin Bieber's face. It says, fantasy loser, hashtag YOLO swag. <laughs> and I mean, he's going to be 50 years old, and he's got literally Justin Bieber's face tattooed on his leg. So, so, um, but this is a recurring league, so like every year yeah. is a new tattoo for a new, new loser. Tattoo. They've done it for three years in a row. They've, they've done, uh, they had Care Bears that were Tebowing one year. They had a, a really, you know, kind of kind of in a My Little Pony sort of way, oh a really sort of yeah. young girly kind of thing with a unicorn and, like, stars and rainbows. That's his fantasy loser. That is, that is too good. I mean, it's, it's yeah. almost like it's too, it's too good to be true, but it is true. You know, that would be one thing to really uh, spice up the chase for the championship in NASCAR. <laughs> you know, if you took the 12 drivers, and right. it's, it's one thing for the champion to win the, you know, the championship and the trophy and, and whatnot, but the, the 12th place driver should have to get a tattoo chosen by the champion, right? I mean, just think Some about sort of the punishment like that. I think would be pretty good. I got another league. I mean, I that was one of the things that, uh, about the book, and the book is to your point, Mike. All the you know, all the all the crazy things about fantasy, like you know, insane ways people have tried to cheat, uh, obsessive behavior, funny punishments for losing your league, you know, great trophies, yep. trash talk, all the things you love about fantasy sports and. I got a league out of the Bronx where the loser of the league has to dress up as a lion. He gets like a lion costume and has to dress up as a lion. And then the rest of the league chase him with paintball guns. <laughs> like, oh, that's my pretty goodness. Funny. That is funny. See, yeah. like right now, anybody listening to this is getting ideas right now for their own fantasy league. I mean, right. and, and, that's, and, and you, should feel, uh, you should feel some type of accomplishment for that, right? I appreciate that. No, the, the reaction to the book has been great, and even people, to your point, if you don't play fantasy sports, like you don't need to play fantasy no. sports to know a guy getting a Justin Bieber tattoo is funny. That's right. Or being hunted by a paintball gun is funny. Or a guy, a grown man, 
having to get his belly button pierced. That's right. I got a picture of this in the book with a, he's got a big fat hairy belly and there's his pierced belly button. Like it's funny, you know. So that's that's the idea of the book was that like if you like if you play fantasy sports. You'll love it. If you don't play fantasy sports, I think you'll enjoy it even more. You, you know, you'll still enjoy it because uh, it'll give you some insight into it, and you'll realize, uh, you know, you'll just laugh because yeah. it's, it's funny stories that you don't need to have played fantasy sports to understand. That's why I think this book is so so incredibly interesting, and why you got to buy it. Everybody's got to buy it. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's it, it, there's no question about it. It it affects all sorts of different. Uh, uh, relationships and you know it's one of those things it's like you know I, to be perfectly honest with you I liken it to NASCAR you know in this way right so one of the things it's like so I was never a huge NASCAR fan you know uh, to be perfectly honest right. and um, I think it's actually one of the reasons why Dale and I got along so well is it was like when we would talk I never asked him anything about NASCAR because I could care less right like I know nothing you know uh, um, I know absolutely nothing about it. So I think he enjoyed that, that, you know, like, uh, we never, ever talked NASCAR. But then, uh, just, you know, as I, as I became friends, you know, with you and uh, with Dale and with Mike and everyone um, uh, there with, with Hogan, you know, and, and so I was, you know, you guys invited me out to a race, and so I went, I went to Daytona, and, like, I got it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those things that's like being live at a race, right, mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing – just you know, seeing how fast the cars go, and hearing you know, hearing the engines and everything like that, and seeing what the pit crew guys do, and the, the miracles those guys do in six seconds and eight seconds, you know, and so um, I got it. Well, I feel the same way about fantasy sports. Like, you know, fantasy football is popular. You've certainly heard a lot of people talk about it. But once you try it and play it once, then you get it. Right. Then you understand the fanaticism. You understand why people are so insane about it. Why people like Dale Jr are in three leagues, you know? And he told me, he's like, he's like I had to cut down because he was in five. Yeah. You know, he he's was now only to, in three because it was it. just becoming too much for him. Yeah, it was coming to, it becoming too much for all of us that had to deal with him. <laughs> no, no lie. I, I appreciate you coming on. This is the second time you've been on Dirty Mo Radio. You've been an extremely busy man, uh, but you are a good friend of ours, and uh, we certainly appreciate you uh, for, for, for the friendship and also for all what you do for, for Dale and for myself. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You can follow Matthew at Matthew Berry TMR, and uh, and you got to buy the Fantasy Life. It is a good book. So Matthew, thank you so much for everything. Well, Mike, thank you very much. I I really appreciate it. You can tell everyone if if you want to learn more about the book FantasyLifeTheBook.com. Okay. And if you're curious about this whole fantasy football thing, just ESPN.com. You That's can right. sign up for free. Try a mock draft for free. Um, it's all it's all free, so it doesn't cost anything and. If you're like, I don't know anybody that's playing, like, you can join a public league online with a bunch of other people and, uh, you know, meet some new people over the Internet, as it there were. You go. So, um, fantasy football for free on ESPN.com. And, uh, Mike, it's always my pleasure. Love, uh, love hanging with you guys. Have a good one, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Great stuff from Mike and Matthew Berry there. Appreciate him very much. There are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. Go to DaleJRFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. Dale Jr. has got so much going on this week, he didn't even come home from the race yesterday. Dale's in Chicago today doing a winter circle appearance for Chicagoland Speedway. Our friends Mike Hogue and Laura Scott are with him, so follow them on Twitter for all the latest in Chicago. 
Uh, Hogue is at Mike Hogue 88, and Laura is at Hendrick Team 88 Team. At Hendrick 88 Team. Adele and the team will be testing at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on Tuesday and Wednesday, so they'll be at hard at work. It starts several weeks of testing for the 88 Team. Now, if you're going to Michigan this weekend, Dale Jr. will be doing a couple of pre-race appearances. We often get these questions about that, so here you go. On behalf of Pepsi, Dale Jr. will visit the Track Hospitality Village called Acceleration Club at 10.10 a.m. local time. You can buy tickets at misspeedway.com. He'll then visit the Team Chevy stage at 10.25 a.m., which is wide open to the public, so uh, check that out. The Nationwide Series is at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course this weekend. That race is this Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. Sunday's Cup race will start at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, also on ESPN. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and continue to visit DaleJr.com, JRMRacing.com. What else we got, Dustin? The DaleJrFoundation.com and whatever the websites you go to. Just check them all out. All right? I'm done. And a, a final thought as we say goodbye here, you know, when they throw the white flag, that was in Michigan before they won in Michigan. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, is there anything you want to say about what he's going to do in wait, Michigan? Wait, wait, wait. Are you calling it? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, he will win oh. in Michigan. <laughs> you heard it here first. For Mike Davis, Dustin <laughs> Lee, Matthew Berry, I'm Taylor Zarzer. <laughs> this has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.